Legends Network. Capital 263. What's happening, good people? You're listening to My Two Cents. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a while. Yes. We've been going through some things. Yes. <laughs> a lot of things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but uh, the, the, the tide is settled. So we're back to our regular programming. Yes. Yes, Yo. I am your host, Elliot Twist, and I'm joined by the host with the cold most, with the most, with the 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 my one, guys. All right. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Martin D, a.k.a. or the poet, a.k.a. I'm going to be performing at a festival, and that's so cool. A.k.a. I'm not the biggest fan of my job. A.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. I hate Twitter. A.k.a. I don't want to see social media for the rest of my life. A.k.a. Really? No, not really. It's kind of fun now, but like, yeah. What's up? What's up? And um, today we have a guest. Elliot, do you know your thing? We have a special guest in the house. You know, she's done a lot of uh, community work. You know, she's worked with uh, young ladies, okay. underprivileged young ladies, teaching them skills and all that. And she was recently in New York. Hey, y'all. Yeah. So we're going to hear a little bit about that on the Yali. She's in the Yali program. And hey, y'all. Yeah. So she's going she's gonna, to she's gonna tell us a bit about Yali. So... We have in the house, <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> Anuziwa Marindire. Hello, guys. You guys are so dramatic. Thank you. Hi, Anu. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, so did you manage to vote? No, unfortunately not. Ah, all right. I can see you were not following my, um, my vlog. Ah, oh, sure. How did you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of glad to a certain extent. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, that's I'm kind of different. glad to a certain extent that I actually didn't have to make that um, decision choice. Uh-huh. Because I think, unlike most people, I, for me, both choices weren't. We're working out for you. Yeah. So. Oh. All right. To that extent, but I was said I couldn't vote for an MP and a councillor for my home area. Ah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All Fair right. Enough. There's, there's, there's always next time. <laughs> you know, in five there's, years' time. Yeah, there's, you there's, know. there's always, there's always, there's always time. next time. Always I think next my time. mom did the most. So yeah, she's good. <laughs> okay, so you guys, she did it. You know, I mean, you're pretty much the same person. So I mean, <laughs> it's done. All right. It's done. So um. I feel like I, I, I gave a, a bit of a brief introduction. Can you tell us exactly what it is, the kind of work that you're doing with the girls and what your uh, project is called? Okay, so um, our project is called Girls Speak Out. Yeah. And we have two projects. We have got Girls Speak Out that looks at um, training girls living in underserved communities that is high-density, low-income um communities right. like Mfakose, Mabuku. All right. And we train code, um, digital media. That's basically mobile journalism, blogging, 
Okay. And then wow. um, we then train advocacy skills, which incorporate leadership and um, civic leadership, basically. Wow. Cool. That is amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, that is very, Thank very cool. You. And then we have the older ladies program, which is called the Power Classes for Women. So uh, there we work or train ladies that are running grassroots community projects mm-hmm. or social enterprises on, mm-hmm. um, again, civic leadership. But then we go further into looking at management skills because you find that um, those women do not have the money actually to go to either like a tertiary institution and pay the 600 or 900 to get um, project management skills or uh, grant writing, etc. Oh, okay. So, so that's, where, that's, that's where that's where, where your in. organization steps, steps in. in. Yeah. Okay. Could I ask um, the, for the for the girls, like what age group? Um, we look at girls starting uh, 14 up to 24. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then the ladies starting at 25 going up upwards. Ah, cool. Yeah. That's really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. What's the feedback been like? Um, the feedback has been great. Um, we, I think, we obviously hope we could do more. Um, but I think for both projects, uh, it's been great. Uh, we actually had our first graduation for the older ladies uh, in July. Fortunately, I wasn't there again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was great. The feedback was really good, and uh, the girls' program has kind of gotten um, international recognition. And uh, we've been going around trying to create uh, the same model in other countries for other people who are running. Uh, All right. I think that's great. I think that's great. So, is it just for girls? Yeah. For girls to be out? (laughs) (laughs) Is it just for girls? (laughs) Yes. Oh, guys. I mean... We do. Do, 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 do you thing, ever do you ever feel like we do like our first class our first <laughs> class for girls uh, for the girls speak out project we were in ten world and then we always had like one or two boys that would come into the class especially okay. for the advocacy um, uh, classrooms yeah okay. because those were always heated and because our girls are really opinionated by the time they get to the second month they really know how to express themselves and so it was really interesting getting also the young men to come in and then share ideas or debate. It is oh, all right, all right. But it's predominantly... Okay. Predominantly girls. A girls program. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So do you guys not fear that you might overlook boys? Like, do you not think that boys also need some of these skills? I think they do. Uh-huh. But I also think this up to the men or the, to step up the old wow but visionary wow oh, jim, 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 jim. oh my gosh oh my gosh okay I'm sorry <laughs> you know because before we started it was what Transformers yes and then he was singing about jam donuts and I was like did I you don't even understand. go outside yes. I did I sometimes <laughs> oh my goodness oh my gosh so how sometimes. long have you been doing it how long have you been doing how long um, has this project been running so the Girls Speak Out program started in 2016 okay. and wow. the PC4W one started in 2017. And how many people have you trained today? Um, the girls program, we have 
138, excluding the class for um, this year, which we are starting in Mavoku this when we open the school term. Okay. And then for the ladies program, we have uh, monthly sessions with the ladies. Mm-hmm. We have an average of about 40 to 50 people that come into our classes. Okay. The, the sessions, the one day sessions, but then we win a full training program mm-hmm. for eight weeks. Uh, where the ladies graduated in July, we had 15 ladies in that class. Okay, wow. Yeah. That is so cool. That's dope. That is so cool. <laughs> so, so tell us, how did you get uh, connected to Yali? Was Yali behind this? Or uh, did, did you do it in conjunction with Yali? Or you just started off and then, then, Yali, then Yali just came, came along? Interesting story there. So I, I was taking this online um, courses mm-hmm. offered by Yali in 2016. But wait, what is Yali first of all? Um, so it's the Young African Leaders Initiative. All right. Um, started in 2014 yeah. by uh, Barack Obama when he was still president. All right. And they run two programs now. They have uh, the Mandela Washington Fellowship and then they have the Yali Regional um, Fellowship. All right. And I've been fortunate to go to both. And how Girls Speak Out started was they went in Africa for Hair campaign in 2016 mm-hmm. where they asked young people to pledge um, towards um, <coughs> improving or developing girls. And stuff. So me and my friend, who is the co-founder of Girls Speak Out, we yeah. pledged to mentor girls in media because we were working as journalists, uh, mainstream at that time. Right. So we took in five girls in yeah. 2016 and... The project was a success. As soon as the girls finished, because they were in uni- they were in university at the UZ. Yeah. As soon as they finished, they were man- they managed to get jobs. It was easy for them to get oh, jobs wow. after because the program. Of the additional because skills of the that additional you guys skills that we gave with. them. So we were like, yeah, so we don't really need to take the program away. But then how do we then make sure it has greater impact? And then from our research we thought, why not take it to where we came from, which was the ghetto. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. So I think that's so dope. That's how it started. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of things that, that have been said about Yali. You know, and I'm just curious. You know, I'd like for you to just clear up the air, you know, when, with, with some of the, 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 the theories and whatnot about about Yali, you know. Okay. <laughs> oh no, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not the hand it's really like, it's like it looks like mystical thing. Yali, or it sounds like it's like some like you know conspiracy theories been happening. Like wow. guys, it's actually wow. trafficking. Like what's going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot? Okay. I mean, All right, what are the so so about, apart can, from the theory? Can I plead the fifth? Oh wow. <laughs> anyway, that was my two cents. Oh, this was a great show. Um, you know, see you next time. No All right. Here, no, there's no fifth year. Wrong constitution. Wow. <laughs> Not in section, I'm, 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 I'm talking about our crime. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 you know what? Pass. <clears throat> the case. Oh, wow. oh, wow. That is, that is interesting. No, I'm. <laughs> so there have been these theories, you know, that, well, hey, America's trying to. You know, harvest the, the 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 human capital, and they're using Yali to do that, and and all of that stuff. I mean, what is your take on that? You know, I mean, um, I wouldn't want to speak on behalf of Yali because I don't work there. Oh yeah, you don't. Um, but um, 
Let's kill the myth a, and think, give us the truth. I think to, <laughs> I think to a certain extent, um, when even in business or maybe take it from business, you don't do, uh, you don't give. Even when you give corporate social responsibility, right? You don't give for free. There's something that you kind of expecting. Yeah. Right. So I think it's the same thing. Whether it's the Americans, the Canadians, the French, they all have programs that are targeted mm. at Af- young African leaders and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would think maybe the conversation should go back to saying why doesn't Africa actually have programs like that for Africans? I think that's that's the question that we should actually and, be and asking. And you and you and you're raising a good point because we don't have Zali. We don't have Zali. Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't have. A, a, we don't have. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't have a Joshua Nkomo fellowship program. Wow. You know, we need yo. But we need, but we one, need one. You know, and I it's think, so I think, I think it's we sad. Do need, I'm, I think I'm, it's really, really sad that our own people don't invest in our own abilities and talent. You know, we don't we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, it, we it, don't. It just, I think I think but a few have started. I'm 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 glad. Yeah. I'm continue. glad with I'm glad what's his name? Um Tony Elumelu. Oh yeah, Tony Elumelu. Now his yeah. Uh, yeah. fellowship. Tony Elumelu more Abraham one, but then I think it, we need more people to rise up who who actually have the resources to start programs like that. We need the people like Strive Masiwa, the Makambas. Imagine if we had a Strive Masiwa fellowship, right? Yeah, you know, like so that's so. not a scholarship program. I think those are good as well, but we also need to look at leadership because I think the challenge that we have is... Africa stems from issues around leadership as well. So that's true. How are we that's mentoring true. the young leaders that are getting into uh, areas of power, that's whether true. be it business, politics, etc. Right, yeah. right. And so when you leave people from outside then to mentor your young leaders and your young leaders and stuff, and then you start complaining, then who's to blame? <laughs> yeah, very true. That's true. Yeah, true. that's true. You can't complain without providing an alternative. True. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys, these two are very dramatic. You should be in the studio. <laughs> no, but you handle that well, though. I like. Not, I like the way not, you answer that dramatic, question. Dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I went to drama club. You know, I mean. Yeah. I can see that you're into drama club now. Ah, I it don't makes even sense. Understand. I it don't shows. understand what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you... Yo! <laughs> no, I'm saying it in a very nice way. You know, I no. love drama club. I, I, I love watching drama. <laughs> you love watching drama? What are you saying? <laughs> well, you're probably well, giving somebody well, in particular some fuel right now. What she's saying, what are is you are... Drama. Don't call it. Don't, okay. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it, guys. I am under the impression that I am actually, 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 as a fact, mm-hmm. yesterday, somebody described me as Zen. Ah. Wow. Zikora wow. is so Zen. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. wow. Um, yeah. And they're like, even when she's upset, like, she's upset in a really creepy way because she just becomes really quiet. 
Mm. And then you know she's like really pissed. Oh, no, go boiler. No, boiler. Although when I do blow up, Lord, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> like, Ooh, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good when I blow up. But like basically, yeah, I'm so I don't know. I'm countering, but there are people who look at me. And but you do so know, sad. you do know, like in drama, there are also like people with Zen. You know, you'd also meet yeah. those characters yeah. in drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the soundbite? I feel like we need a soundbite. <laughs> Wait, the soundbite is coming. Uh, you, so, so uh, Anna, you were in New York, right? Yes, I was. What was your experience there like? Did you not fear getting shot? Getting arrested by the police? Does that happen in New York? <laughs> <laughs> she is black but, but in America. But the thing is, I, know, I, I wasn't afraid of getting shot with, from the police, but I think I did have some fear of going to the subway. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah you feared I getting did. mugged? Not mugged, but... But then nothing like that happens. So, so right. like during the time that we were there. And I don't think it happens in New York anyway. But just the idea that you're getting into a subway. And because yeah. you've watched okay. news before. And mm. yeah. Nema Nema movies, mm. Yeah. yeah. But what was the environment like? <clears throat> so I was... Um, so New York has five bars. And yeah. I was in one of the barrows, which is Staten Island. Um, the what only barrow that actually voted for Trump, guys. That's where I was. So oh. Staten Island. Yes. So there are five barrows. There's uh, New York, the city. Yeah. And then there is Staten Island, which is the island. And then there's uh, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. Saka Island's my barrows there. What are they? Are they like neighborhoods? <laughs> in Harare, Greencroft. I just got town. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So what is it like uh Rua Norton? No, it's not like Rua. It's actually is say Harare. <laughs> say you have Harare. Yeah. And then that's the city. And yeah. then you have Chitungweza. In another Chitungweza. But that's still um, Harare. But that's still the district. So it's New York, um New York is a state. But then there's New York City. So. Ah, all right. All right. So I was in New York State, okay. but I wasn't in New York City. I yes. actually had to go yes. on the ferry yes. to go to the city. Oh, yes. okay. right. <laughs> to go to the city. All right. All right. So, so yeah, tell us a bit about... But, yeah. um, it was eye-opening, I think, for me because I think the college that I was at, I was at, uh, I was at Wagner College. They uh, their program uh, allowed us to question like the things that we're saying, which was when I when I went there, we had this the majority of us had this idea that you know you mustn't say stuff like that's yeah, on your getting, mind or yeah and then you're telling each other like hey you know yeah you mustn't really talk about these issues the racism because yeah, you're going yeah. to be around um majority caucasians and stuff mm. so but when we went there right in the classroom first week economics class yep issues of racism were, mm-hmm. were like raised. high up there yeah okay so our program literally was looking at how issues of discrimination, whether it be racism, be it disability, um, 
forbid issues of sexuality. Yes. Also, yes. how do they affect societies? How do they affect education? How do they affect economies and access to mm-hmm. to money, etc. Yeah. Like that. So it was really eye-opening in that event. Um, and also visiting Harlem was very eye-opening. Wow. What's Harlem like? <laughs> work <laughs> like I, I have this on my vlog there's like a whole I think three minutes of me just shouting harare, harare. <laughs> wow because <laughs> it feels like what, what makes you feel like and there's a part of like there's a part of lower Harlem that actually does feel like it's like you've got boom boxes outside the shop oh, wow music loud and then you oh, wow. the thing is they have a DJ who's oh. like playing music on not the just like I got it pop pop Yes, so who's playing and asking you and telling you about prices so you get into the shop, ETC, and then next two shops, you've got another DJ and these boombox and thing on the outside. And you've got uh, mannequins outside with clothes displayed, ETC. And then you've got Musika. Oh, really? So, but that's lower Harlem. And then you've got uh, New Harlem or Upper Harlem, which is totally different. What is it's that like, like? If you were to compare it to a neighborhood, what would you say it's like? I'd say if Borodo Brook was a group of apartments or flats, uh-huh. yeah, that's like Borodo Brook. Upper, that's Upper Harlem. Yeah, right? and it's only the only differentiation is or what separates them actually is just a street. Wow. So you've got on this other side of the road beautiful Brooklyn mm-hmm. and then beautiful uh, wow. Borodo Brook and yeah. then on this other side you've got Rugare wow so wow. yeah Rugare. oh wow that's <laughs> that no, is seriously interesting. and how, so, and how yeah, was it, it interesting um, how was it interacting with the African American like African Americans like to a certain I've met a few mm-hmm. um, but like yeah to a certain degree they have almost a sense of like you know, it's like the sense of the ones that I've met, like a sense of wonder, like, yo, but like, yo, you're African though. Like, you know, they, they like got the sense of, yeah, you know, oh, Wakanda. You know, you're, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw you away. Do you understand? Or I'm just going to quit this podcast. Anyway, like, like, they're really like, oh, sense of pride. You know, you're from Africa. You got your land. You know, you got your people. You got your language. Did you, did you uh, get that? Yeah. Did you get yes. that vibe? No, I had three vibes from the African <laughs> Americans. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've got um, Americans who got their citizenship uh, because they've applied for it, and they're now Americans, but they came from Africa, like okay. really flew and came in on their own. And then you've got um, Americans by birth from like they have history, mm-hmm. there. and then. You also have to look at where they are staying. Are they in the burbs mm-hmm. or are they main uh, New York City, the city itself, mm-hmm. or are they coming from like the ghettos? Okay. So their perspe- perspective of you as an African who's coming from Africa is totally different. So if it's someone who knows about home, which is Africa, the motherland, mm. they are very excited to see you because ah. you are a part of you're right. kind of a remind, reminder remind of what it. they know. Okay. Yeah. And then if they are in the verbs, it's more because you'll find more academics and intellectuals okay. in, in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
more about yeah you guys have got your lands um okay. ah, conversations right. like oh, that okay. and then you've got the ones in the city who are kind of either they don't really get that yeah <laughs> or, or you find others that have issues with africans they think okay. africans are arrogant blah 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 and then you've wow. got the how do you, how, how the do you? wakandas <laughs> The ones ah. that are in Wanda, yeah. So, oh, the ones who are just like, they see you and they're like, oh, you know, okay, yes. I, mean, I, just, I just cross my arms. But like, <laughs> basically, that's what they see you and they're like, oh my God, uh, Pambili. <laughs> like, nah, nigga. Yes. yes. <laughs> mm. All right, all right. Let's go. Um, and gentrification. I've been curious about gentrification, you know. What are some of the effects you've seen about gentrification? So looking at, looking at Harlem and what I was telling you, that's one of the effects you've got. Um, two different lives coexisting or two different worlds coexisting in the same place where so you obviously you would find violence and issues that's like that bound in there, to breed a lot it's bound of tension to breed a lot of tension and the second thing that we saw in terms of gentrification when we went to um, to Harlem was because there are new buildings that are being built and new businesses coming in uh, from the, there was one statement that one of my professors said at that time was, uh, wherever you see Starbucks opening a new shop, mm. you know that the prices are going to go up. Mm. And or then rent, the question is, when the prices go up, where are these people that can't afford those prices going? Uh-huh. Yeah, so then people are pushed out of their Neighborhood neighborhoods, stuff. which they have sentimental value over because Harlem has like really sentimental. Um, mm-hmm. People who stay there or who have grown up, they have sentimental value okay. that they attach to their neighborhood. Right. It's, it's not just uh, us staying in this neighborhood because mm-hmm. it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's staying in the neighborhood because there's history. Right. There's, up, my family grew up. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's also like history in terms of um, the civic rights movement. And, yeah, you know. So there's a lot of history there and then you have the majority um, African-Americans who can't afford being pushed out. And it's not just the African-Americans because you have people of color generally mm-hmm. who made that their home who are now being pushed out because they can't afford uh, the rentals the and yeah nice. rental is about two thousand for two thousand and this is the lowest yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so you can imagine that it is time for our sound bites so I have a little something something I found and can I warn you mm. can I just warn you in advance <laughs> I warn all of our guests about no Elliot's but this sounds pretty easy wait Paul <laughs> Elliot. Elliot, hold on. No, no, there has never been. Oh my gosh. If you listen to this podcast, please support me. There has never actually been a normal soundbite. So I don't know where Elliot finds these things. Mm -hmm. Elliot, I don't know where Elliot finds these things. He goes and he like just decides, okay, I'm going to swim in the internet now. Yay. Right? And so it's like doing like the breaststroke and the backstroke, like, ha 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 ha. And the deepest yeah, dark swims, right? Weird stuff. And he's always looking for this really, like, I don't even know where he finds them. Although I did find one weird one for him. But like, there's these really, really, <laughs> really strange things. So is this one finds. a new one, Elliot? And it's always a new one. Uh, like, every every show, there's always okay. a new uh, song by. Uh, going in. 
I'm here to tell you that light skin privilege exists. Unfortunately, because light skin is closer to white skin, um, it, it is viewed as more societally correct. I think light skin privilege is when um, lighter skin people like myself are given preferential treatment or are seen as softer or more feminine or more approachable than our darker skin peers. Um, we're seen as less black. Light skin privilege stops to make you think, am I getting this um, because of a, a, a privilege that I was born with? I would say that it's extremely ignorant to believe that having lighter skin does not help you in any sort of way. It's up to the people who benefit from it to say something. I think it's all on us to identify where notions of beauty and pretty um, come from and to be careful about the ways in which we are assigning value based on that. And it's not okay. It's really not okay. Okay, yeah, uh, that was fairly normal. Fair. You've put me to shame today. <laughs> it's usually weird. <laughs> yeah, today, today was pretty normal. Today was pretty normal. Yeah, today was normal. Yeah, I'm glad. At least I bought some bit of normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. This is not Tiger You? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we are the show. Tiger City. Okay, Elliot. All right, lad. Today, today was totally normal. Totally normal. Okay, guys. So, um, this falls under the topic of uh, colorism, right? Okay. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? We'll start worry. with you, Anna. Have you had a situation where you'd have you you you've seen someone whose complexion was placed over yours and stuff? I wouldn't say it's colorism. More outputed racism. I had oh. we had this um, incident in the bus when we were in Staten Island with this one. Uh, we came into the bus, went into the back of the bus. Uh, with a couple of my friends we were going to the mall and this girl woman I would assume was a teen and um, not really Caucasian but maybe a mix with okay. Mexican or something mm. she I went and I sat beside her because there wasn't any space and then she opened the window so yeah I was checking my armpits to see if am I smelling, am I smelling? or something like that really? so, <laughs> Yeah, and then, but I did that on paper, so obviously I knew I wasn't. Mm. But I was, I just wanted to show her that I've seen you. Yeah. You know, I can't say anything to you because I'm mm. scared you might just take out a gun. Oh, me. yeah, it should, yeah. But I've seen you. So she stood up, went way back, like to the last seat. But then the last seat, two of my other friends were seated there. And she chose to go to the, like, the corner of the door, open the window. Of the of the seats and then open the window again, and then so uh, I was with this other friend of mine who's um, he's a cape colored. Yeah, looks at her, looks at her and like she goes like opening her eyes and her hands like so like, what what <laughs> so yeah. what so what's what? your problem? So we're like what? oh no, we need to chill. <laughs> we might not make it out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, yeah. I think that was the only kind of incident that I. How How about I'm you, Aura? Yeah. Have you had an issue with colorism? Yes. So I'm the darky, right, in my yeah. family. I'm okay. the darky in my family. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm the dark one. Yeah. In fact, so much so that I have this complex. Like I feel like I'm dark, guys. I feel like I'm. You don't really even like, dark. 
Honestly, now you know I. But like, I really genuinely, even yeah, when I look at true. myself, I genuinely see a dark girl. Because everyone, like, I mean, my cousins are brown-eyed. Like, they have hazel eyes. Yeah. They're black. Like, black, black. But they've got hazel eyes. Um, and they're yellow. They're fair. Mm-hmm. And then my parents, uh-huh. mom and dad, are fair. Like, fair, fair. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, I come out like this guy, you know, <laughs> a bar of licorice out here, you know. And, <laughs> you know, I always... I actually grew up, with a, I grew up with a complex. And I mean, I mean, it didn't help that, I mean, I was obese growing up. I was really, really fat. All right. And like, I grew up just large and I started wearing glasses at like five years old. So I had these round glasses yeah. and I was dark. Yeah. And, you know, and then like, you know, my fair skin, like, you know, my fair, you know, brown eyed, you know. And so I grew up with a complex and took a, Still taking a process to uh-huh. be like, uh-huh. eh, you know, maybe I'm not dark. You know, I don't have to be light to be pretty. But then, like, yeah. I have, I have noticed it. I mean, I grew up in a lot of places, and I have noticed it that you know, um, the lighter girls would usually, you know, get get picked to do certain stuff. Um, even going into TV for me was really hard um, because I was like, I didn't feel like I had a face for TV. I didn't feel like I looked. Right, I didn't put the bill for TV. Ah, I actually forgot. I had, I had a mentor told me that I wasn't meant for in the fan camera <gasps> or on radio. A you should mentor. do like producing or stuff like oh, that. Oh, a mentor said that. Yeah, they are no longer a mentor, by the way. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope not. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, yeah. Yeah, so it does, it does, it, it does work. Because people... I, I had two... Okay, I'm going to be honest. Um, growing up, yeah, of course, I had some incidences where you know people mm. make fun of you, you diss you, and then you just shake it off. Like mm. teens, mm. we are kids, we tease, we get teased. You know mm. that that was my ideology. Mm. But when I there's this one time where I traveled, and the, the when it really became something I became conscious of was when I was sitting with a um, my my friend's wife, you know, and she says, um, "Well, I don't, I don't want," and she's like light. Mm-hmm. And my friend is, is colored, mm-hmm. and 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 she was like, "Well, I don't think I'd want my child to be dark in complexion, you know, because there aren't really a lot of opportunities for dark in complexion people." Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? This is me coming from Zimbabwe, you know. It's not like I didn't feel like it was, you know, that much of an issue. And I was hearing this for the first time, and I was like. Wow. So this is what it's like. I was in Mozambique, but yeah, this, this happened wow. in Mozambique. So um, fast forward, I had two incidents. That was the first incident. And then the second incident was when I was standing, talking to this one girl and, and she looks at me and she says, I don't understand this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. well, what don't you understand? And she's like, I don't understand how anyone can be dark in complexion and handsome at the same time. It doesn't make it. Wow. <laughs> it makes sense. Wow. That's like a double. It's like, thank you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you? That, wow. was, that was exactly what I was like. I was like, thank you? <laughs> so I don't know, you know, I just feel like. I'm shocked. <laughs> in Guys, certain, I, actually, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked. I swear, I was shocked. I was like, wow. So this is actually a thing. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, but then yeah, that 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 that's th- those are my experiences with colorism as far as jobs and all that is concerned. I haven't really. I think maybe men and women probably have it different. And then in but some yeah. areas, I saw like dark skinned people. As I was going about my business, like dark skinned people knew their place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They knew their place. Mm-hmm. I saw like a gr- a crushed bunch of people, and I was like, wow. It's a it's a it's a. They've literally I, I, just. Maybe you mentioned Mozambique, and I think Mozambique is a classic example of that. Yeah. Um, I have a friend uh, who's she was part of the uh, yearly program that I was yeah. in, and one of the issues that she had because we had a, we had a theater week or class yeah. that, and we. Part of the part of the classes were for you to share like some of your fears and yeah. so that you break down the walls. And one of the issues that she mentioned was um, that she grew up in a family where she was the dark one. Yeah, oh, the one? dark one. Oh, okay. no, the dark one. But then we, when we saw her, we were like, "This girl is beautiful. Yeah, like she's really like beautiful, beautiful black hair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah." She's beautiful and she's cute. Like, yeah. you know those people that you really want to be friends with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when she was telling us, like, this is why I'm, like, reserved and... Because she would have issue times where she would just be quiet, like, in class. And then, you know, she doesn't raise her hands that often mm. and stuff. So it, it is, it kind of does affect you and kind of puts you where you know, like, this is my place. I'm <laughs> oh, supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And it takes... It takes like the people around you to actually then. I feel it affects children more than anything. Yeah. Because my child, my, okay. Yes. 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 My child. Okay. I just got distracted. But anyway, my my child, we're at a really delicate phase in her life Mm -hmm. where she's trying to perceive beauty. And, you know, now I understand why. I mean, I used to like stress about it. Like, yeah, you know, uh, um, black dolls and things like that. But like now, um, I have a friend of mine, Neliswe Mwase. She's um, a filmmaker in South Africa. And she's, um, there's a, like a line of dolls that you can buy, like these black dolls. Yeah, black dolls, yeah. yeah. And like, um, I see it now because like, um, Ta will be like, you'll see Ta will be like a really light, you'll see a picture of a really light girl and say, she's beautiful. And see a really dark girl and she'll be like, oh no, it's ugly. I'm like, no, but Tandy, it's you know that's you know that's not how it works and she'll see a white girl and she'll say white girl's really beautiful it's not that white girls are not beautiful but it's like trying to get her to take ownership so you know she's like oh mommy my skin and i'm like tell your skin is so beautiful your skin is beautiful you know and it's like trying to then because even the cartoons are now like i'm even more conscious about the cartoons yeah it's it's really weird you know i never paid attention to the cartoons but then as I started to see the cartoons, I was like, whoa, most mm. of these cartoons are... So we socialized. Guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound racist, but even the Bible stories, they are all white. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and like, it's the tr- you know, it's funny how like her favorite cartoon, like the, the cartoon, the character now that she relates to the most is Moana. All right. Because Moana okay. is this deeper color, looks closer hey, hey, to what she looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, closer to what she looks like, and then there's also um, the princess and the frog. But then the black girl's a frog most of the movie, so it's like um, we don't really, you know, yeah. we don't really see her. We just see her in a, in a dress in the beginning. We see her looking like a maid in the beginning, and then we see her in a princess dress at the end. And the whole movie, she's it's a frog. Just, 
Yeah. But she sounds like a black person. An American black. So it's like, ah. But the one she really, really, really loves, the cartoon she really like relates yeah. to and loves yeah. is Moana. Moana. Because Moana is, is closer to home. It's this dark girl who has almost the same skin color as her and her hair is black and she's thick. You know, she's not this skinny, tall, blonde, you know, character. Nothing wrong with that. If you're skinny, tall and blonde, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I'm not. And my yeah. child's not. Yeah. And I want my child to identify. And they, sh- and they shouldn't feel self-conscious about it. Never feel self-conscious about it. You're beautiful. Yeah, but it's a real thing. And I'll, I'll say I see it with my child where it's like beauty everywhere is light. Beauty is light. Ish. All right. True. I know. Anyway, We've I come. Know. That's so deep. That's so, so deep. So deep. We've come to the last segment of the show. Yellow. Celebrity story. So basically, you're supposed to tell us um, about an experience or a moment that you've had with either a local celebrity or international. Uh, some, um, just a memorable moment. Mm, what did I meet? Oh, so I love poetry. Yeah. There's this um, British poet or spoken word artist called, um, what's his name? And then it goes off on my head. I'll think about it. Okay, um, right. So I was, the first time I went to the US, uh, he was there performing in the camp. Mm-hmm. And I was late uh, to come to the camp. I came a day later and he had already performed. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him by the food line, the way that I screamed, shame. Wow. <laughs> I felt like a 16 year old. Oh like, my goodness. So like his wife was standing by the side. Oh dear. It's like. <laughs> you screamed? I saw you. She kept saying that. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> sweet. What, what did he say? What did he say? No, he was really sweet. He was sweet. And I performed because of him after that. Oh, so wow. it was really sweet. And his wife was really sweet too. Okay. That's <laughs> true. Right. Yeah, true. yeah, but that was yeah. embarrassing though. But okay. but you also got to see Trevor Noah, right? Did you? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. Oh, wow. I'm not a huge fan. But say that no, I'm podcast? a fan. That's, that's the end of the All show. Right, that's, I'm uh, a fan, um, but I'm not a huge fan. It's finished. <laughs> but I spoke to him, which was good. Oh, you spoke to Trevor Noah? Yes. Though? He, what did he say? He saw me because I, I was so screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had my Zimbabwean uh, flag. No, uh-huh. Zimbabwean scarf. Yeah. You know the famous Scabba, one. Yes, yes. yes. And I was waving it all over. So it's like, ah, oh, Zimbabwe there. How are things after the guys left? I was like, check the face, check the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then that started like a whole conversation. So that was oh, really wow. nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was really nice. Oh, that's yeah. dope. But hey. still, I'm not a fan. Hey, Trevor, my man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the man, but not of the game. Ah, he's quite cute. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Catch I've caught it now. Yeah, we are. We are all the men. Yeah, I'm also me. I'm a fan of. Oh, shame! I'm a fan of the men. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're done. Um, thank right. you so much. Thank you, thank you so for much for coming. Me. You're awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming through. Uh, so, what are the handles that people can can follow you on? Um, so, I recently started a vlog thing. Yes, uh, where I am sharing my experiences on leadership and my thoughts in that regard because I really think that's something that's of passion for me. So, you can find. Um, you can follow me on my page. Uh, it's Anoziva Marindiri on All Facebook. Right. And 
if you want to follow the work that I do outside of that, uh, you will find uh, JSOs, what's that, underscore ZW mm-hmm. on Twitter mm-hmm. and um, PC4W Academy on Instagram. So All that's right. where we post most of the stuff that we do. Dope. All right. That dope. is so dope. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. It too. was nice hanging with you guys. Yes. Yes. Tabo. Yeah, no, so we are finished. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening and for using your data. Uh, remember, Capital 263 is just the first place in the world, really. Yeah. Uh, that's where you can find everything. Uh, free to what? Free to say it. Free to do it. Yeah, that's the one. So <laughs> our podcast is called My Two Cents because, yes. you know, we are broker than most. And we only have two cents <laughs> to share. And we are stingy. And uh, also, my Twitter is at Miss Aura although I want to change it to Rising Sphinx I'll oh. explain next time okay yeah you can find uh, find me at the juice that it's is D-J-E-U-C-E yeah D with yeah. the T with an E or an A D, D and that means D <laughs> Z with an E or D. an A D. Oh, D. D with an E D Yekuchikoro <laughs> yes T-H-E T-H-E-T-J-E yes, you see, yeah, because you have to keep spelling because, like, it's just so I don't know. It's just, anyway, yes, I know fine. it's different, but it's okay. All right, we are I had, I had a ball. Yes, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, and that's a wrap. Peace. Bye. And now, and now, Capital 263.